Welcome to My Dark Hour. Uh, we're recording in a new place tonight. We got a new venue. <laughs> it's Carrie's basement that is kind of spooky. It's a little spooky, right? But I think I'm only spooked out because I like haven't hung out down here because I don't feel spooky right now. I don't feel spooky. It's just I think, you know, like when you're in an unfamiliar place and you're like, what's around that corner? Let me ask you a question though. Okay. Okay. The walls are painted like dark gray. Yes. They're a terrible color. No, I love that. I love it. it? Oh my God. I love it. it. Love it. Um, they painted it like this, the last people, cause they, well, they had terrible taste and they used it as a theater room. Also, they were really depressed because they were going through a divorce. They were also getting divorced. Yeah. Um, but do you think it would feel less spooky down here if it was a brighter color? No. Oh, you don't think that makes a difference? No, and I really like it. I love the gray. Do you think the carpet is is um, making our mood worse? Because the carpet is really terrible. I kind of like the carpet. It looks, it's like, it's like um, in our warehouse, the carpet in our warehouse. This is like, to me, this is 1980s hotel carpet. Yeah, that's what or it's. motel carpet. That's let's, carpet. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> that's, I love it, dude. I think it's so fun. No, I, I loathe it. I actually loathe this entire basement. Oh my god, it's amazing. Whatever, everyone, it's amazing. It's so amazing. Um, so what's the topic du jour? Oh my god. It's it's actually kind of a big topic. It's such a big topic. (laughs) It's family annihilators. Well, I mean, yes. Slash domestic violence. Slash Scott Peterson, Lacey Peterson. Slash the other super douchebag guys that, like, kill their family. And there's so many of them. There's like, there's so many of them. It's amazing. I know. If you just like read the news at all, you'll find one like once a month at least. I know. Which um it just shows you how deeply the seeds of misogyny are planted in America. And that when sociopaths are confronted with a pregnant wife, their immediate immediate instinct is to murder right. Her, Let's just kill her. Their their, their wife yeah. and maybe their children. If they're really, if they're especially if they're in a new relationship that they're feeling really excited about, oh it's like God. clearly the only answer is to murder your entire family. Girl, like, don't lions do that too? <laughs> do they? <laughs> maybe they do are lions just... have affairs and like need to murder like their... yeah. Maybe men are just kings of the human jungle. Well, that's what they want to think, and they, you've heard the sort of, the biology excuse for men, oh, men's yeah. behavior. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. But actually, like, okay, oh, no. remember that one book? No. Oh, my God, I'm not defending that. <laughs> remember that one book that we read, though? What one? Um, the one about, the like, origins of serial killing. I love how I can't oh, remember Sons, Sons of Cain. anything that I read ever. Just okay. nothing. Um, okay, but, right, like, according to that book, all of us were just serial murderers all the time. But that I buy way more than just everybody's violent, and we've learned to suppress those violent impulses. What I don't buy is that, oh, men are violent. 
Oh no. I mean, men are violent. I think a society teaches them to be violent. Right. And that of their course. Violence is acceptable, and that women are told to completely suppress their homicidal urges. Have I told you this? That I regularly have dreams about beating the shit out of people. Oh my god, I do too. Is that hilarious? In yeah. my life, I've never been in a fight. Not once. Me neither. Never. I don't. I wouldn't even know what to do in a fight. But I have dreams where I am. Seriously, like, kind of close to murdering people. I'm beating them up so intensely. Me too. Okay, so, the, and this is a conversation I love to ask men about their history with fighting. Because every oh. single guy oh. has had, they've had to fight. And it's funny because, like, mm. now that we're older, no, for Not real. Every okay, well, most guys that I've spoken to have. Um, so, like, we were at Paul's birthday, and I was like, I, like, I was just curious. I don't know. And, but I was asking all the guys, like, oh, yeah, like, have you been in a fight? And every single one of them was like, yes. And they were able to recount the stories. And, like, some of them have been in a lot. Like, Paul has been in a lot of fights. But I think it was mostly he was getting beat up. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, are they willing to admit the times where they've lost? Oh, yeah, no, all of them lost. Oh, okay. They were okay. All the guys that I know are, like, those kind of guys. They're never the ones that would be, like, winning fights. Um. Also, like, I am so... I have violent rages all the time, including... Today, when I got in a fight with um, that parent at the school. So it just, like, it happens a lot. But as women, we are not taught to um, act on those impulses. So, like, now that I feel like I've had a (coughs) fill of, like, men family annihilators, I, like, am kind of intrigued by the lady family annihilators. Oh, and I've gone deep with that. Yeah. Like, um, oh, shit. What was the one who killed, like, for five children? Oh, my God. Andrea Yates. Andrea Yates. Oh I've gone God. deep into that shit. But oh the my thing God. is, she had fucking postpartum psychosis. Yeah. To the point where her, the, her doctor, after her fourth kid, was like, uh, you need don't to have any more kids. children. Like, I know. You're insane. And, or Dude. not insane, but you, you have psychological right. problems. This and is an she, issue. But she was also a, a Christian. Yeah. And decided, like, I need to do this. And so. Mm-hmm. Girl, I wonder how much of that was her husband, though. No, I don't think it was. I'm going to victim blame. No, actually, apparently he's quite saintly. He's still married to her. Or wait, no. Wait, shit. This is what happens when I talk and I don't remember the details. Either he's still married to her or they got divorced for financial reasons, but like he's still like totally like devoted to her. Like he goes into What? Yeah. He, she murdered all of their children and he's still like, oh man. But I mean, she did have psychological problems. Like she didn't, she wasn't in her. Well, clearly, because I'm pretty sure that I remember a picture of her with a dress and white tube socks and white <laughs> sneakers. I'm pretty and sure. That's not a sign of mental illness. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's is. true. But she also wore, like, the, the Mormon, like, flowers. Yes. Dresses. I think it was one of those dresses that she wore the sneakers with. <laughs> Ew. Okay. So, should we get onto our... Should we start talking about Scott? I ha- like, I have to edit the book. Well, you know what is sexy? <laughs> Scott Peterson in a cowboy hat with a giant, well, no, not a giant, a little boner. A little boner. Which is an image that these and many more will bring to you over the course of this podcast. All right. Now, true confession. In preparation for this, we've each read the same book. But I don't remember it. No, neither do I. (laughs) But (laughs) let's see what it's called. A Deadly Game. A Deadly Game. By Catherine Cryer. Who is she like a, it sounds like she's a commentator on TV. Is that accurate? I I have no idea who this person is. Um, It has very 90s graphics though, which is fun. Oh, super 90s graphics. So it's a Deadly Game, colon, 
the untold story of the Scott Peterson investigation. And boy, it is. She drops all the hot goss about this case. She she does, actually. And this this book isn't bad, I have to say. Like, for for true crime, it's it's not a bad one. I enjoyed it. Um, So, do you have any history with with the Scott Peterson case? Do you remember Mm, when it happened? Yeah, no, I definitely remember everything happening. I remember, like, when it was, like, the hunt was going on and it became national news. Um, And then I remember when it was, like, found out that it was him, I was like, oh, duh. Yeah, duh. Yeah. I remember, too, which is weird, because I don't think I was definitely not on the internet, which I I love that there was a point in my adult life where it was like, oh, I didn't do the internet. I know. Because I didn't. It was, what, 2002? Yeah, I want to go back to those days so badly. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Life was so great. For any of our younger listeners, um, the world is terrible now. Yeah. And I blame the internet almost almost entirely for how terrible things are. Absolutely. And having no internet was fabulous. It was so great. Because you could just... You just lived your you life. You lived your fucking life. I know. And you just had, like, a phone. Yeah. And that was kind of it. And, like, a TV. And you could, like, choose to watch the news. Or not. Yeah. Or not. And that was what you did. And you could, like, not just be at hand all the time. Which was... Yeah. Uh, like, I cannot overstate how beautiful no, that like was. No, like, you would go out into the world with no phone. Mm-hmm. And just experience life, and then you'd come home, and you'd pick up your phone to see if there was, like, a beep, 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 oh, beep, yes. to see if there was voicemail messages for you. Oh, no, but I had, like, one of those external ones oh, that, um, like, had a tape. Yeah. We had those in, like, the late 80s, early 90s, but then we moved to voicemail. Damn, girl. I know, we were fancy. <gasps> did you have a caller ID? No, we did not have a caller ID, which I so wish we had. Oh, my God. Okay, so I remember... I must have been in the seventh grade, so I was like twelve years old. My parents are so fucking bomb because they put my own phone line in. Ooh. I know I was one of those kids, and then they got me because it was like for my birthday they did it. And then they also got me a red see-through phone uh. that was cordless, and then a matching caller ID box that was also red see-through. Girl, dude, that's it was incredible. Like, it was like a fucking magical birthday. That really is. Like, I had a phone in my room as a teenager, not as a younger person, but not my own line. And so when I would be on the phone with Pussy Day for hours and hours and hours... Oh, no, everyone was always picking up the phone, I bet. Of course. And, and they were justifiably pissed off at me because yeah. I was taking up the phone. And then when, when Caller ID would come... Or not Caller ID. Um, Jesus Christ. Call waiting. Call waiting. Fuck. When that would come through, it would always be somebody from my parents. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. And then wouldn't take a message. And <laughs> I totally did that. Like, I was an asshole. So my God. those days I don't necessarily miss. But when I tell teenagers that, I'm like, dude, you have to, like, call people and talk to their parents. Like, what? Like, oh. And I'm like, yeah. That was what it was to call somebody's house. Is you had to have, like, a working relationship with their parents as Oh, well. my God. I know. And I would get so nervous because, like, I remember I had one friend whose brother was so cute. And I'd always get so afraid that he would answer the phone and uh-huh. I would talk to him. Oh my god, I was so into him. That's terrifying. I know. Okay, we're, okay, anyway, we're, we're avoiding talking sorry. about the Scott Peterson case. Scott so, Peterson. Um, this is what's so bad, though. It's been so such a long time since I read the book. I don't even remember what year this happened. Was it 2000? No, it was 2002. That's when murder he... Murder happened in 2002, and then he was okay. caught in 2003, right? Okay, so the murder happened, yes, in December. So it was on Christmas Eve of 2002. Okay, and then... Yeah. So and then, it, yeah, and then he was, like, officially caught in April of 2003. 2003. Okay. So. Although they knew all along. Of course they did. So, backstory. And 
like a lot of these cases, I'm not sure there's anything super exciting about this, but um, married couple, Modesto, California, mm-hmm. um, Lacey Peterson and Scott Peterson, she was what, 27 and he was yes. 30? Like, yes. he was a little bit older. Which is so weird because, okay, like, I don't know if you get this too. But, like, when I see older pictures of people who were, like, younger than me, but they look older, it yeah. always freaks me the no, fuck it fucks out. Me up. I know. And, like, they were so 90s. Like, oh. Uh, like, Nine oh West shoes that were, like, Mary Jane's with, like, a daisy yes. pattern. And, like, and the button down white <laughs> shirt that's sleeveless for Lacey. Oh, yeah. Like, from the Oh, app. my God. Yes. Yeah. No, they were. And, like, a lot of khaki. Oh. Wall to wall khaki. Yeah, like there's there's nothing more nineties than particularly Lacey Peterson, but yeah, Peterson. Like, he also had. I bet you he had a woven belt. You remember those? The the pieces of yes. leather leather that were like in a braid. Oh my god! Yes. Oh, horrible. Oh my god! You can still get those. Oh Jesus Christ! Girl, they're at TJ Maxx all the time. I'm sure they are. Yeah. So anyway, so they're a married couple. They're living in Modesto, California. They're 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 like yuppies. Mm-hmm. I, I would call them yuppies. They're, right, but they're not though, because they don't have enough money. They want they're, they're, they they want to be want to be upwardly mobile. Yes, is, is definitely where they're heading. Scott is a fertilizer salesman. Lacey's un- no substitute teacher. Well, or unemployed. She, she was a substitute teacher, but then she quit because, again, like a very good '90s wife. Once you get pregnant, can't you work. Can't work. You better just take a load off mm-hmm. and hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she. They're okay. Married. Wait. Let me rephrase that. A like middle class. Yes. Uh, wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. And they've been married for a while. I mean, they got married young, like yeah. twenty one or something. Like she was twenty one and he was twenty three. What? I didn't know they had been married that long. They were married for a while. Oh my god. Or maybe, I mean, this is the problem. We're being very much like my favorite burger, Ugh. and not our our research is maybe not as solid on this one. I, I would also argue it doesn't really matter. Particularly. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter because um, this was just like a random couple that we're only talking about because one of them murdered the other one. Right. But um, but they were. I mean, they got married young. Yeah. And uh, had a hard time getting pregnant. She was super excited to get pregnant. He was barely not. Not not into this whole thing. And she eventually gets pregnant. And then um, when she is eight months pregnant, disappears. And in very mysterious circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know it was the husband. It's always it's the husband. always the fucking husband. Mm-hmm. So how do you want to go about talking about this? I think we should start... Um, I, okay... So the, th- <laughs> the thing that I've been thinking a lot about is, like, how are we going to turn this episode into not just, like, an hour of bashing men? Because um, well, I feel I like okay. I just have so much man bashing to do. I think it's fine. Okay, so here's the thing. I think it is fine to talk about, I mean, men, specific men like Scott Peterson, and obviously who are violent pieces of shit. And also domestic violence in general, but that is like, like rape, not the vast majority of men. But I feel like it is like the, I feel like it is like the poster child for our misogynistic society. It, It is, but I think, okay, so like if we come, if we focus in on Scott Peterson and then 
Chris and Cheyenne Watts if we want to go down that path as well. And that big neck Georgia guy. <laughs> the big neck Georgia guy who looks like a baby. <laughs> we can't even remember his name. A weird now. baby with a giant neck. There is some weird shit going on there's there, though. Too much testosterone mm-hmm. with that giant neck. Mm-hmm. But in most of these cases, I think we're clearly just dealing with sociopaths, which is different than domestic abusers as a whole. True. Okay. okay. So you know what I mean? So, like, I think there's two different categories that overlap here. Because actually Scott Peterson was not, as far as we know, was not violent. No, but he was a piece of shit. He was definitely a piece of shit. But but had no history of domestic violence, as far as we know. So should we start off, I guess, just, like, with his piece of shittiness? Yeah. Let's okay. definitely talk about Start off with his piece of shittiness. Okay. So this motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm still trying to figure this out, okay? Um, clear... Okay, wait. Rewind. We're going to go back into his, like, his upbringing a little bit, I think we should. Because from what it seems to me, um, he was treated like God's gift to everything. And, like, I've never seen two parents that are so violently committed to blocking out any facts any bad information about I, their I agree. So kid. his, <coughs> once again, my my apologies for the lack of totally solid research on this, but, like, his parents had both been married before. Both yeah. had children yeah. from previous relationships. Got together, and Scott was their only child together. Right. And, um, and it sounds like his mom had, like, a very troubled past she did sound like she had a very troubled past oh my god like she had a bunch of kids and like put them up for adoption and like there yeah yeah. there was some there was some unhappiness i think in her life yeah so they have scott they seem like they have a like an upper middle class life really didn't they struggle a little bit though i mean at least when he was older like there was definitely a lot of like golfing right yeah i mean he played golf like hello um and he you know he was he was good looking. I mean, I think he was a sort of good looking boy. I do not find him attractive as a grown man, but as a child and a teenager, like he is sort of a He's conventionally attractive. Yeah. He's yeah. got a nice smile and seems sort of upbeat. And they were I mean all Like the, a preppy. Very oh, extremely preppy. And all the re- interviews with not just his parents, but kind of everybody who knew him was like, Oh no, he was really nice, like mm-hmm. really easy to get along with, like didn't cause problems. Right, easygoing. Easygoing. Like to the point of having no emotions whatsoever. Like yeah. people also say that, that yeah. he didn't seem to care about much of anything. Right. Um but nothing no major red flags in no. his, in his childhood like or he wasn't teenage years. Torturing animals or anything. No. No. As Except as, as well, far as we know. Okay. I think he did hunt and fish, so yeah, you're a sociopath, just saying. But. Yeah, I, I don't support that, but yeah. So, you know, he meets Lacey, Jesus, what was her last name? Um, Ro- 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 Rocha. Rocha? Yeah. Um, in college. Now, she does have a more interesting past, I think. Yes. So she was, I don't know, She let's just put it this way. She doesn't seem like somebody I would have been friends with. No. I mean, she seems like a perfectly nice enough person, but, like, like a cheerleader. Like, that's sort of her personality. Like, really upbeat, talked all the time, just, like, optimistic, sunny, very conventional, 
so whatever. Like I'm sure. Like the opposite of us. The opposite of us. She was. <laughs> I will say that she was also able to maintain friendships though for her entire life, which yeah. does say something. Like yeah. when people are able to do that, I'm like, okay, well you're not like terrible. No, and I don't think she's terrible. No. It's just not the type of um, person that I usually <clears throat> am. <clears throat> no. Attracted to. No, not at all. As a friend, doesn't seem like she had a lot of demons necessarily, but. Right. Her high school boyfriend was potentially abusive. Oh, he was abusive. Like, did he hit her? He pushed her. He pushed her. But he was also, like, a stalker. Like, very, like, obsessive and... Right. And she did that thing that, like, abused women do where they don't... It's like they weirdly don't talk about... Uh Like, when people would say stuff about it, she would get, like, all weird about it Uh and wouldn't want to talk about it because they don't want to, like they don't want people to like understand the true yeah extent of it you know and she like her parents like didn't she like like her parents were like we want you to break up with him and so she like ran away from home for a little while oh my god i don't remember that i think that's in the 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 book her mom wrote <gasps> but there's something like like that's where you get all like the details about this yeah. relationship but basically the parents were like dude this guy sucks break up with him and she was like fuck you guys i'm going to go move in with him cuz i think he was a little bit older maybe and then Sad. she was gone for, she wasn't gone that long. It was like a week or two and then came back and was like, okay, yeah. Girl, but then you know what? See, that's the thing. Like that, I feel like, and this is not any fault of her own. And I think so many girls and women do this. Where like when you have low self-esteem and you think that like, because society makes you feel this way, that like men are your, that's your like affirmation. It is. That you like... He'll do and yes so exactly and it's like no what but like didn't you feel that way as a teenager oh my god i feel that way like even now oh god i do oh i mean i remember like fucking pussy dave i like oh my god i like he was the first guy who actually liked me i was 16 like all of my friends had had guys sort of be interested in them at that point nothing i'd had like radio silence yeah girl mine was like 14 or something like 13 or 14. that's so much better though that's no so it's not normal. it's not no because like seriously middle school is like an awful hellscape oh, and if men i are, guess i did men if boys don't like you school, but, oh my but god yeah. dude uh, but not really but, not really but i mean yeah so it was like even though i wasn't attracted to him he was fucking annoying and honestly i do think a sociopath i mean it sounds like we think everyone's a sociopath but i really don't it was, I wanted him to like me so much. Yeah. Like, that's all that mattered. Oh, and my God, was yeah. Like, oh, you're going to make out with my neighbor, like, at my house? It's cool. Like, it's it's fine. I'll just, like, tolerate that because, God. you know. Girl, I know. I actually still cringe because my first very serious boyfriend, Josh, was such a douchebag and so mean to my parents. And my mom told me that she would go to work and just cry at her desk because I was so awful during that time. And it's totally because I just, like, really wanted Wanted a boyfriend. Yeah. And it's horrifying to me. Like, and I I saw girls do that shit all the time in high school. Like, when I was a teacher. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, like, the the stuff that they would put up with. And I'm, like, no. Like, you... And I would say this stuff. Like, you cannot let that person do that, you know? But... But nothing has changed in the past, like, 30 years. Yeah. Like, I mean girls still have that same belief. Right. So it seems like this is what was going on with Lacey also because her boyfriend was clearly just shit. Just shit. And, and that did not change when no. she met Scott. And and this guy she was dating 
like she goes to college and then they just kind of break up. Like there's not right. there wasn't a dramatic end to that relationship. Although it did, I feel like there was something dramatic that happened with that guy. Like he, like he did become, like he, either murdered. A, a girlfriend afterwards or tried to. I don't remember which. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, he had totally ended up being violent and ended up in prison. Wow. So, so I mean, there's a trend. There's a trend. So, um, she meets Scott at, uh, wait, did she meet Scott at Cal Poly? Yeah. But wait, then why did he go to school somewhere else later? No, he got to school in Arizona earlier. Because he's older than she is. So okay, but wait. Wait, wait, wait. Because remember when he lived, after they were married, he lived away? And that was when he... You're right. So I don't I know don't what the know. deal was there. I, Maybe I, Scott, like, had a hard time finishing college. <laughs> dumb, dumb that he is. Like, oh, my God. Like, Ted Bundy. Like, thinks he's so smart, but right? they, like, can't quite pass a class. Oh, I'm my like, God. Oh and my that... God. So that is something that continued to come up through this book, was that uh, after all of this happened, one of his professors was like... He was kind of smart, and he was so offended. He was, like, kind of smart, and I love this. He said, I'm real smart. Real smart. Real, real smart. smart. <laughs> not even, you're not even using adverbs correctly, sir. Like, you're not, you're, no. no. Okay. No. So, um, so, thinks he's hella smart, but they meet in college at Cal Poly, which I imagine was, like, just a roaring good time in, like, the 90s. Yes. And, um... Start dating like hot and heavy, yeah, real fast, and like yeah. Scott was like very smooth, like he was, oh yeah, a guy who would sweep a lady off her feet, like lots of flowers, lots of fancy dinners, right? What you think, like what's like the media tells you is like romantic, yeah. yeah. Although he had like a <coughs> weirdly high, kind of baby voice in a way. Oh, his like, voice is when disgusting. He would, when he would get like talking, and he'd be like, <laughs> no, his voice is awful. <laughs> We'll get into it later, and we'll never do this, but we should insert clips of him being in Paris. I oh, my God. I right hate now. that clip. That so Ew. Okay. But, so, they, okay, so they meet, they're, like, dating hard, um, and then I think, like, I mean, get engaged relatively quickly. Yeah. Like, within, like, a year or maybe two. But yeah. I mean, they're, like, getting ready to get, in, you know, get married. Because um, they get married when she's, I think she's in her early 20s. Yeah. So, get married. Then, he, you're right, he does go to end up going to college somewhere else for a while. Okay, so this is, is graduate so... School? Uh, girl, do you think he really went to graduate school? Come on. No, he think he did it. He didn't graduate. No. I swear to God he did. In what? See, this is... A, girl, I, like, should have researched this. Okay. This is the craziest part, though. This is... Th- none of that shit matters. It doesn't fucking matter. What matters, though, is that he, while they're married... He moves out into a house with, like, roommates. Two male roommates. Just, like, having the college experience and starts dating someone. Like, seriously dating somebody. Right. Like, meet your parents dating somebody. Like, for months, like, is dating this woman. They have a serious relationship. And she's like, oh, my God, this guy's great. I'm so happy with him. So great. This woman comes over to the house one day. Yep. Walks into Scott Peterson's bedroom. Oh, yeah, that, that is right. Okay, yeah. And he's in bed with somebody else, asleep. And she's like, dude, what the fuck? Goes out to his roommates and is like, oh my god, Scott's cheating on me. And they're like, uh, no, dude, he's married. He's cheating on her with you. <laughs> and she's like, what? And, like, pieces out. I don't think ever talks to him again, as no. far as I know. But the, hold on. The roommates know about all of this, and they're just know. like, oh, that's fine. Our, our roommate know. is just a complete piece of shit, and we're fine with that. I know. 
and don't say anything to his wife who comes by occasionally or his girlfriend who is comes by a lot i know it's so so insane men get it together yeah. don't act like that Ugh, gross so gross so, so gross so Lacey peterson knows and so she and she finds out about this at the time yeah but she, again just like the pattern with her first boyfriend she does not reveal this to anybody to including anybody. all of her super close friends or her, her mom. family no one which that is like classic like abused woman behavior does but, not want to reveal the extent of how awful the person is and, and that I she's with. I agree, but I also think that she, Lacey also seems like somebody who is extremely interested in appearances. Right. Like, real interested in appearances. And I can imagine... As many people are. As many people are. So I can imagine after you've been married for what, dude? Not even a year or oh, a year to God. be like, oh, hey, he's cheating on me. Like, maybe you didn't want to tell people that. So oh like, I kind God. of get that. I know, but like, Ew. It just... I don't know. I can't see a man doing that. Being like, oh, I'm just not going to tell anyone to preserve that. No. Because then I'll look like a fool. I feel like it's just like... Like, so many women have to deal with that shit. I know. I know. I know. So then... I don't know. Then they're just... like I don't know what happens at that point. They're married. I guess they move back in together. They open a restaurant? Oh, yeah. That was weird. That's very strange. I think it's just, it's just a weird endeavor for people in their, like, mid-twenties. I know. Know? know. And obviously it was a sports bar. Of course. Obviously. Was it the shack? <laughs> yeah, the shack. the shack. And it was like, okay, it looked like it was in a strip mall, and it had those big, red, like, all caps, <laughs> like, Helvetica letters. <laughs> so it was like, how <coughs> can you make this more strip mall and more bland? <laughs> they managed it. But apparently it was popular. Like, it actually did well. Did it? Yeah, that's what I read. Why did it close down then? I don't know. That's a good That's a good question. I don't know. So, yeah, that's what they did. And then, I don't know, I guess he gets into fertilizer sales. At, yeah. Which is, what? I know, what the fuck? What? How do you end up working like that? Like, when I grow up, I want to be a fertilizer salesman. But apparently he, like, did okay. No, I think he made, like, decent money. Like, he was pulling in, in the late 90s was pulling in like a hundred thousand dollars a year no which is a shit it could not have been that yeah it was a lot of money dude they were like really in debt they i know but they were spending all kinds of money so he was making good money oh my god that is outrageous and they were yeah like spending must have been spending or i think he was spending crazy amounts of money but maybe she was too i don't know but she had a land rover oh yeah that's right it was very and he kind of had a lot of girlfriends to support so like i get it yeah yeah you got yeah, bills. You it, do, it, yeah. It makes sense. So, yeah, so this is their marriage. Not, I don't think particularly interesting. Like, I bet a lot of people have marriages like this that are just, oh, like, yeah. fucked up and weird. But the way people talked about it is really interesting to me that, like, Lacey totally called the shots, totally bossed him around. Yeah, because like, he would just kind of go the with the flow. The relationship, and he was just like, yeah, whatever. And, like, friends, like, said that she was, like, kind of mean to him. Like, yeah. like, they were like, wow. Like, he just sort of tolerates whatever she throws at him but it sounds like friends kind of described her as like sort of an overbearing presence in general like yes like they were talking about how some of her friends were like oh yeah she can be really annoying because she just like would never shut up like she was just always talking and like even her family was like oh my god like she like we would call her what was it like they like had a name for jabber draw yeah that's what it was and um 
and like she just would never stop yeah they, there are stories about her like him her following scott into the bathroom oh yeah like while she's talking just to like not end the conversation yeah. so he's like trying to take a dump and she's just like oh my god that would drive me crazy it would drive me insane not enough to make perhaps murder somebody but yeah it's not oh no i could do it you think so i could definitely do it just kidding i couldn't anyway but, you know so that's that's their dynamic, but everyone was like, oh no, they seem like just like the happiest couple in the world because everybody always says they that. They always say that. 100% today. Yep. Do you think about what people would say about you if you got murdered, like tomorrow? Like, yes. Me too. Okay, so like, what do you think people would say? No, that's the thing I genuinely don't know. Like, I, I genuinely don't know. Like, other people, I can imagine what people would say about them. Like, oh, they're dead and I'm sad and I'm going to, like, say these nice things about them. I don't know what people would say about them. I think you would be called, a, like, a dedicated, um, like, a, you know, selfless, oh, always, um, like, a do-gooder. No. Yeah, dude, you no. like, oh, my God, you, like, actually do so much good. Mm. I think that's what they would say. They would really play up that angle, like, that you just devote your life to education of the next generation. But if that's what was said, think about, like, how that really in no way, like, captures, like, anything about, like, who I actually am. Right, but that's what's so crazy about, like, every time that they depict murder victims is that it's just becomes this very one-dimensional... You're, like, you're typed. You're, like, put into a category. Yeah. What would my category be? Um... Oh my god. Gregarious, lively. Oh god. Which is like not who I am at all. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, I know. It doesn't fucking matter. So that's what I'm wondering is like, what if Lacey wasn't like that? And that's the thing is like, we're getting the media's perception of her and the flattening of her humanity yeah. into this sort of bubbly, you know, not, cheerleader. Real, not real bright. Right. Yeah, cheerleader type. And it's like... She was a cheerleader though. No, she like legitimately yeah. was a cheerleader. But still... I'm sure there was more interesting things about her than that. What so, did she study in school? Um, it was like, not not exactly botany, but it was um, like ornamental. Oh yeah, that's plants right. Plants or something. It was like how to. It was like flower arranging, well, but in a no, fancier way. It was more yes. like flower arranging. Girl, she was a flower but it was arranger. More cultural. I mean, it was more like growing plants. It wasn't just. But it was like in between like botany and landscaping. Okay ish but i know that that was her dream was to open some kind of like flower shop yeah like herb farm or something or like mm. growing i don't know hmm. it's, a, it's an odd thing to major in actually i know that's really interesting yeah like who grows up and has a passion for that it's very interesting to me <gasps> i wonder if they had a lot of house plants i don't see any in the photographs i know that's what's nuts that too weird okay anyway okay so whatever so like they're <laughs> They're married. It's problematic. She gets pregnant. Finally. After, after trying for a long time and mm-hmm. after Scott being like, mm, not interested in doing that. Right. But that also seems like a situation where she probably forced him into it, which for the record is not a good idea. No. Just not a good idea. Like if somebody doesn't want to have kids, like just don't, they don't have to. Like don't make people have kids. I'm not saying this in any way justifies him being a fucking murderer. No. But... Don't, that's not cool to do that to people. And especially because he'd been, like, really open about that with, like, everyone in his life that he right. did not want to have children. Yeah. And so... But maybe he wasn't open with her. 
No, I think he was, because yeah. she, she said that he was, like, in interviews, oh, like, or no. not interviews, but, like, she told other people that, like, oh, Scott doesn't think he wants kids. That's right. I'm like, lady, uh, like, don't force on, him. Like, don't force him to do that, but. Yikes. But she did, and she got pregnant. <sighs> oh, my God. Um, and she was so stoked. So stoked. Like, like calling people and telling them. She was pregnant, like, the day she took her pregnancy test. Yeah. Which, like, you're not really supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, they, like, had a little nursery that had a nautical theme. Oh, man. So nautical. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. They had a name picked out. Connor. Connor. Which is so 90s. And it was spelled with an E-R? Was it? Yeah. It was weird. spelled weird. Do you understand that when people... people Don't take, even get me started. People take a name that has a relatively standard <laughs> spelling, and they're just like, no, not doing that. Oh, God. I'm and it's make so it, I'm prevalent. I'm unique. And I'm like, the name is Connor. It's not a, It's not an uncommon name. Oh, my God. What God. are you doing? It's, it is like... I feel like that is... That now the weird spellings have become more common because oh. literally everyone is coming up with these crazy ass spellings. And I just think about, okay, in the future, in business offices, when they have to make nameplates and they have like McKinley with like a million H's and Y's, like, <laughs> what are they gonna do? What, is it, what would that be? It'd be like M A H. It'd make it H D Y. Wait. Y S Y N. That's so awful. <laughs> like, how do you how do you have any sense of professionalism when your name is spelled like that? I don't understand. Oh my god, <coughs> girl, have we gotten old? Oh oh yeah. Ugh. Oh god yeah. Oh my god. You're, you're new to this. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's oh great. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it actually seems really no, nice. No, it's amazing. I like being able to just judge all the generations after me. It's kind of Well, and, and the generations before. I mean, right, yeah, hello. No, and, and my current, and my, my peer generation, because everyone is Yeah, making, they're the ones naming them that. They are, right? and people are making very, very bad decisions all the time. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys. Oh, my God. Okay, so anyway, so Connor with an ER, um, and... Like, everything was just going along. I'm sure they had, like, a million baby showers. Oh. Yep. And then when she was, like, eight and a half months pregnant, one morning, supposedly, or... Christmas Supposedly. Supposedly. Uh, when she was getting ready to go to, like, a Christmas... No, a Christmas dinner at her parents' house. Mm -hmm. She was gonna, like, make some French toast for the breakfast the next morning. She supposedly went and decided I'm gonna go take the dog on a walk even though I haven't been walking for a while because I'm so tired because I'm pregnant because that's a thing too um in the 90s when you're a lady is like you <laughs> get so exhausted from being pregnant well, you have those big billowy shirts and you're just like oh my god no but that are like kind of pulled in right under your boobs oh, yeah. but then are really billowy but it's like a dress that. that's like it's like a, right. really a sense and sensibility Jane Austen era dress yes it's a shirt but in the the, and cuffs, the cuffs are tight, the cuffs are tight. <laughs> <laughs> and, <yeah. laughs> 
Maternity clothes of that era are the worst. Oh my god. The worst. And you're just like weighted down with all the fabric. You just can't move. Right. So it makes sense. Like I would not want to go on a walk in that either. Um, So she supposedly went on a walk with their dog Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Excuse me. Which Lacey got for Scott as a gift. And it's really cute. It's like a golden retriever. I know, but it's a boy and his name's Mackenzie. That's weird. Anyway. Um, okay, so anyway, so she goes on a walk in the park, and then Scott, who was out golfing, fishing, what was he doing? Well, no. He told different stories. But, but fishing was fishing the story he was that he stuck with. Was stuck with. So he ca- comes home and notices Mackenzie is out in the backyard with a leash on and is all muddy. And he's like, what the fuck? And then he comes in. And sees a mop bucket. But the cat is about to drink out of the mop bucket. Okay. So he throws the bucket water outside. Then eats some cold pizza. Uh huh. Puts his clothes in the laundry. Uh huh. Takes a shower. Uh huh. Then calls his mother in law. Exactly. And says, Oh, Lacey's missing. Exactly. And uses those words, which the mom is like, Excuse me? Like, why are you using the word missing? Right. And yeah. And thus begins the search for Lacey Peterson. So, um, they immediately, (coughs) like, get a big group of people together to go searching, and they call the police, and normally the police are like, I, we're gonna hang out, because maybe this is just an adult and they're at the mall, uh, because that's where, again, people who are, like, in the 90s love to be, um, but then they go to the, they all go to the park, the cops are like, oh shit, this is different. Well, well, hold on, pregnant white lady? Right. Attractive. Hello. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. We're gonna we're gonna pay close attention to this one. Exactly. So their big old search party gets going. Yep. No sign of her. And almost immediately, I mean, within I think the first day, the cops are like, "Okay, Scott, hi. Right. You were hella suspicious." But there had been talk around the town that there were some homeless people, homeless people well, living okay. at the park. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's the homeless people potential like then there's the van then there's the van of the, the house across the street that gets broken into right. right except you know what okay so my mom knows the the fire chief from modesto oh, yeah yeah and he like actually did for some reason like had a, like did a lot of work on aspects of this case and he seemed to think that like there was more to the van then meets the eye. Okay. I mean, I am in no way claiming that we know all the details, because I'm sure we don't. Based on what I've read, I don't think it does, but... I mean, I'm just okay, saying. like, let's... If we lay out the case against Scott Peterson, it would be a shocking coincidence yeah. if there was... Some, if, there, if she was murdered by somebody else. No, and I think what he was implying was that maybe he had help. That's the thing. Like, if more than one people, more than one person commits a murder, they always somebody they, always talks. Somebody always talks. I know. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. And so, and Scott Peterson has never even confessed, let alone anybody else coming forward to be like, oh yeah, I was part of that. So right. I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because so, you know he would take the opportunity to blame that other person, like oh, immediately. Immediately. Yeah. So the police are, are, I mean, from the get-go, there's a lot of weird things about Scott's story that they can't quite make sense of like 
the first issue is he's going fishing in the San Francisco Bay, which... On Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. And it's raining. So it's raining. He goes really late in the day. He goes at like 10 a.m. Oh, wait, no. He said it was raining. Sorry. No, right. It wasn't, was it? Yeah. But the weather weather was not good. I mean, it's never good in the summer. Cold, you know. Cold and shitty. In the San Francisco Bay. Which is 90 minutes away. He goes at 10 a.m., which apparently is really late to go fishing. Yeah. If you actually want to catch anything. He's not a fisherman. Like, he has no, like, past experience really doing anything around fishing. Also, he didn't know what kind of fish were even running during that time. He thought it was sturgeon. Thought it was sturgeon. No. Um, Had bought a boat and hadn't told anybody about it. Yeah. Including, like, nobody knew. And it was, like, recent. Yeah. Like, in the last two weeks. Um... And had receipts proving that he had been, like, at the, for, like, the parking lot. Like, proving he had been there. So they knew he had been there. He also made these very strategic phone calls, mm-hmm. like, on the way home. Like, yeah. to Lacey. Like, hey, what's up? Hey, beautiful. Like, he, uh, <laughs> Ew. I just heard recording. Oh, my it's God. So but, so, I mean, there's a lot of, like, really, dude? You're going fishing on Christmas Eve, like, Okay. But he had told a bunch of people that he was going golfing. Yeah. And then he and then when they were like, oh, wait, we thought he was golfing. He was like, oh, no, actually, I just changed my mind. And I went fishing instead. Mm-hmm. Because you probably can't dump a body at a golf course. No. <laughs> but the fact that, well, I mean, spoiler alert, they end up finding Lazy's body exactly where he had claimed to go fishing. Yeah. I'm like, and they think that... They think that he did that because he worried that he had been seen. That, like, somebody had seen him right. and he worried that a witness was going to come Oh, forward. no, someone did see him because what happened was this dipshit was having trouble getting the boat out of out on the ramp. And, like, he kept having to, like, back up and go oh, up, remember? Right. Yeah. And I think someone ended up helping him. So they ended up helping him get the, the boat out. And so he was like, fuck. No, I have to say I was Right, there. someone has seen me. Yeah. So, yeah, so they know that he was there, sorry, in San Francisco Bay. And so they immediately start focusing searches there. And this is the creepy part, and I think about this a lot. So they obviously had people, like, tailing him, because they could tell by, he had a weird flat affect, and, like, he was not... He, like, refused to go in front of the cameras. He didn't want to go into the media because it should be about Lacey. Mm-hmm. Like, duh, hello. It still is about her if you're, like, on there talking. Uh, when he was at the vigil, they had, like, a little candlelight vigil when she was missing. Yeah. He was, like, laughing and joking and alternately missing. And so they were like, what the fuck? So he was clearly acting like a very suspicious person. Also, I love this. When they came into their house uh, to do a search, he, he had a phone book that was open up on the counter to criminal defense attorneys yeah oh yeah what the fuck i just left it just there this the yellow pages and he was like oh it's a thick page that's where it opens to okay and, anyway and on his computer he had well lots of things but oh my had, god <laughs> he had searches for like the currents in the, in the san francisco bay right and i'm like like in the exact spot yes. where they found her it's like it was such a fucking dum dum. Such a dum dum. But like, yeah, okay, wait, sorry, sorry. So like, it really creeps me out thinking about because like, he, they were tr- they were tailing him and he found out that they were there at where he was fishing, where they were searching there, and he would go and surveil them, 
and he would like drive around and watch what they were doing for like hours. Is that from this book? Yeah. I don't remember that. It's so I creepy did to me. I did so. Oh my god, Carrie. Oh, I always do. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, it's just, like, weird, because you know he was, like, fuck. Well, yeah. I mean, because the reason this was sort of interesting in the moment is that there was no body. So, as far as, I mean, they couldn't charge him with anything because there, there was no evidence of murder. So this was going on for a while where they were suspicious of him, but they had no body, and they were sort of in limbo. Then... They f- they oh, wait, can I add one more thing? Oh, yeah. So when they search his warehouse, there's a bunch of inconsistencies where he kept all of his fertilizer. There's a bunch of inconsistencies, but they found... Okay, they found his boat, and they found, on, like, the trailer for the boat. Or wait, maybe they only found the trailer there, but there were these weird circles of cement. Yeah. And they were like, that's strange. But then there was also a like an anchor made out of a bucket. So he just poured cement in a bucket to make an anchor. And then at his house, they found like the boat cover that was covered in gasoline. And it was so smelly that they couldn't even go into the building. They like had to let it air out before they could analyze the boat cover. And that's pretty slick. Because yeah. they, they think that he wrapped up her body in that tarp. Right. And had known enough that if you covered in gasoline, the dogs won't be able to pick up any. I will also say that if the body is like newly dead, would there be any? Oh no, there is. Is there dogs? Their like their level of smelling is so intense. Like okay, I was listening to this one program where they (laughs) they would have like cadaver dogs. And they can smell a body that's been dead for a hundred years in water. That was like what the guy was saying. And I was but like, that makes sense. What? But if a body has been dead like 10 minutes, like, does it smell like a dead body? Because it wouldn't it just. There's be- no way she was dead for only 10 minutes, though. Well, but if he killed her, and we don't know it, I mean, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. We don't know any of the details of this, but we know that she was likely killed Christmas Eve morning. Right. And he took the body. I mean, Christmas Eve morning. So, I mean, like, the, there was no body in the house for any amount of time. And I mean, no. by the time he probably dumped her in the water, which we're getting ahead of ourselves here too, but she couldn't have been dead more than like two hours, well, maybe. Girl, but like that's enough time. I mean, is what? It? Yeah, but, but what is, is deco- it? But is decomposition even really started in that amount of time? I think so, girl. Because like, okay, like what are those bottle flies? They can like smell death like that and they like get onto a dead body wow. like immediately. What are they smelling, do you think? I don't know. I like... Because I feel like it would take some time for the bacteria in your body to start to, like, produce any kind of byproducts of decomposition. Yeah, I don't know. But, it's interesting. But I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, anyway okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But that was, that so was, there's that weird, was the one thing weird he did, stuff. Though, that I thought it was, that was, if he was on purpose, was kind of slick. Right, I know. Because nothing else he did was slick. But also, it was, like, a giant red flag, and they were like, what the fuck? Like, this True. is actually so True. weird. So it was very suspicious in that. Okay, so anyway, so keep going. What We're happens next? That. So, okay. Oh, okay. So they're, they're suspicious of Scott. There's all this weird shit, but they have no, they have no evidence that there's actually been a murder. So then they get a phone call from a woman named Amber Fry saying she's seen this in the papers. And she says, um, hi, Scott Peterson is my boyfriend. And they're like, okay, well, why don't you come in and we'll interview you? So this, 
woman shows up and she gives this interview and very convincingly is like and has photographs and all kinds of evidence is like yeah like I've been dating this guy for like not a super long time but like what six weeks maybe yeah but they have already talked about marriage at they've this already point. talked about marriage like there's photographs of them together at parties they've had sex multiple times including his work party yeah by the way so they're like okay so okay oh and, and he had told her that his wife was dead Oh, yeah, this was going to be the first holiday, you know, since his wife was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so yeah, so this woman, I feel, I do feel bad for her. Like, Same. So, so, yeah, she thinks, like, oh, I've met this great guy. That's awesome. Then fucking sees on the news, oh, oops, like, you know, his wife is missing, probably murdered, and he's the suspect in it. And so good for her. She goes to the police, and then they start um, recording her phone conversations with Scott. Which are amazing my god they're painful to listen to they're terrible oh my god and and so she has to keep pretending that she's like you know still into this guy and they're oh my god so yeah the conversations are out of control because he is so clearly first of all lying second of all a fucking idiot oh my god third of all a piece of shit i'm just oh oh my god yeah, if we'll never get it together to splice anything in here, but go listen to them because they're they're hilarious. My favorite one is so it's during the vigil, the candlelight vigil, uh-huh. where he's missing, and he walks away to call Amber, who thinks that he is in Paris for work, and it's New Year's, and he says, "I'm at the Eiffel Tower." <laughs> oh my god. Champagne just came out of Carrie's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Shot right out. <laughs> but he's, he's at the Eiffel Tower. Can you hear all the loud music and the people gathering for the fireworks? Like, what the fuck? But, okay, honestly, though, as a sociopath, right, like, your job is to to notice patterns in, like, in all of that stuff, right? So he clearly had down the pattern of, like, what's romantic and what's more romantic for, like, a basic bitch than the Eiffel Tower on New Year's with fireworks? I, I, I 100% agree with you, but That's it's, why basic bitches have pictures of the Eiffel Tower in their house. Is that something? Is that a thing? Girl, okay, when we went to Ross the other day, <laughs> do you recall how many, like, Eiffel Tower yeah, pictures right. there you're were? You're right, you're right. There was lots of Paris. Yeah. It's... I know. I know. But I'm... Tr- Trying to imagine some little boyfriend calling me up and us having that conversation. And it would just be like, what? <laughs> Everything about it is just ridiculous. Like, I'd be like, you're clearly at your dead wife's candlelight vigil. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> and it's just his voice. is like, oh my god, Amber. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh god, and it's just, I mean, that's, it's literally that's just it like, like that. It's it's like, are you trying to be a baby? Like, it's a what baby are you voice. doing? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh. So, all right. So, Amber knows what's going on. She's kind of tricking Scott. At some point, I don't know how this happens, but she comes, basically, like, it becomes apparent that, oh, well, she goes to the media. Right. As, I, don't know, I, I don't know the date of that, but she ends up having to go to a press conference and give a briefing. Which, can you which, imagine? No. And that's... I feel very sympathetic towards her because she's clearly terrified and has to get up and make a statement that is like, okay, this is what's going on. 
she's very convincing. She's very authentic seeming. Which is good because, I mean, the I, just I would be thinking like, oh my God, society is going to rip me apart. Well, but she, it's not like her fault. She didn't well, know. Well, it's not her fault. And once again, this was the pre-internet era. Right. Where the most you would be ripped apart would be like on a news show for a couple of days and then it would like like fade away. Oh, but Nancy Grace would just... I mean, okay, so like, let's say Nancy Grace like hooked her like fucking claws into you. It's still different than the way it is now. Yeah, whereas We're getting like death threats would be and shit. Yeah. Fucking phone number would be published. Like, I know. People would be at your door harassing right. you. Like, that's one of the reasons, honestly, that I'm sort of in a weird way terrified to even put these episodes online. Same, girl. Not that anyone's ever going to fucking listen to them. I mean, there's like, there's seriously like how many millions of podcasts out there. It's not like people are really going to listen to this. But there's this part of me that's like, okay, but wait a second. Like, what if this went viral? What if we became the subject of some level of... That's so terrifying to me. I know, it is for me too. I know. And we've said enough, or I may I have, I don't know if you have, but I've said enough things where people could figure out who I am. Oh, no, people could definitely figure out who I am. You think so? Yes. Oh, God. And so anyway, like, that's terrifying to me. Cause, and that's why the internet is so terrifying, is that there's no... There's no boundary between no. you and anybody. No. Like, and all you have to do is put one toe into the water, and it's like the sharks will come and get you. Yes. Which is why, in my whole life, I have never posted anything online it's outside awful. of like the brief moment I was on Facebook. Okay, so when I published that article, oh, it was horrible. I was why, like, wait, why what have I done? Because the amount of people, like, I had people calling me psycho on the comments. Wait. Because so, they were like... But, I this, mean, but think about this. Like, you're publishing your experience of being a teacher. Right. There's nothing in any way, shape, or form psycho about that. They said that I'm psycho. And then there was a lot of, like, hate. And it was... I People were using it as a way also to be like, oh, if my kids ever had this person as a teacher, this, like, liberal bullshit, like, propaganda, you know, like, this is why I don't put my kids in public school, blah, blah, like... It was that kind of thing. It, like, became very politicized. And I was like, wow, I was just talking about how teachers deserve more respect. It was very weird. But I would also ask, why is that site allowing comments? Like, that's the other question I have is, like, in what... Unless it's a very, very highly moderated forum, like the New York Times. Right. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, places who clearly spend a lot of time, like, making sure that creepy comments don't get in there. Right. What's the point of the comments? I know. I've never... (sighs) Okay, anyway. But... Back to... But Amber, like... So it's terrifying, but just to just to clarify for everybody, it's not, it's not as terrifying as it is today. Good I don't point. Think. Okay, good. Although we are still talking about her like twenty years later, and I do feel really bad for her. I do too. Because are you ever gonna live that down? We can't. It's like fucking Monica Lewinsky. Like she's famous for something that. I mean, she didn't do anything wrong. She was just like dating a guy. Like she didn't do anything. Um. Okay, but she knew that he was married. Who? Monica Lewinsky knew that. Oh, Bill Monica Clinton Lewinsky married. did, but like Amber Fry didn't. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, Monica Lewinsky knew. Bill I don't feel bad. Yeah. I don't feel bad for Monica Lewinsky. Oh, you should. No, I don't. And you know what? Like. Oh my God, her life was fucking ruined. Though. Okay, but then don't ma- date a married guy and a very high profile married guy because of course that shit's gonna come out. No. She's fucking like twenty two. Like it doesn't. It does. No, that is not an excuse. I. You know right from wrong. You do, but. 
You don't I mess know. around with that but shit. Bill Clinton was so powerful and older and just like fucking manipulated her. No, I disagree. I mean, I think he probably did manipulate her, but you still can be like, no. But think of all the dumb shit you did when you were like 22. I know, but I never would have slept with a married guy. Oh, fuck. Especially the president. He even sick with Obama? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, even Obama. He might. I would not. If Obama and his seven almonds showed up and, like, <laughs> wanted to... No, but seriously, if, if I knew he was married, there's no way. Because I'm not trying to do that shit to someone. Yeah, but it's really him doing it. No, it's not. Carrie, oh my god. I have to edit this out, too. See, like, the internet hordes are going to come for us. There have been so many things that I've said that I'm like, oh, shit. I love it. I think you should keep saying those things. It's amazing. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to Amber. Okay, so <coughs> the cops at this point are using Amber. They're like, Amber, we got to get you, girl, to have him talk about this shit. So doesn't she actually, like, end up confronting him and being like, um, what the fuck? You told me yeah. that your wife was gone. Yeah. And they have, I think, multiple conversations where she's confronting him and being like, you're a fucking liar. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I don't deserve you. Yeah. And so then he, as a a good sociopath, will backtracks and is like, oh, God, you caught me. You're right. I lied about X, Y, and Z. But, um... And I and then there there's this whole thing about like he's, he needs to go take a lie detector test, but he'll only do it if she oh my god that was goes so down to the police station weird. with him, and she's like, what the fuck? So now she's, I mean, theoretically, could go hang out with a guy who murdered his wife. Yeah, hell no. And she knows this, right? But there's also evidence that she was having conversations with him that were not recorded. I know there's something weird going on there. So I mean, whatever. On I mean, I guess she gets to do that, but it's like. I know. Like, seriously. I know. I, I don't know. Like, and but I mean, it's like the same thing with like Ted Bundy or Richard Ramirez or all these serial killers who have fans, right? Or the fucking Columbine killers, oh, which that's a new thing. A new thing. We learned about. We learned about. Oh my god, Columbiners. Oh, we could do a whole podcast on just Columbiners. We should. Oh my god. We could just talk about Columbine actually. Yeah, no, I think that was, like, the plan all along. It was. I lo- I'm very... I was going to say I love Columbine. Oh I do not love Columbine. I love Columbine. I love Columbine, you guys. <laughs> it's so awesome. You sound like a Columbine, dude. Oh, my God. Dylan all the way. Uh, okay, but for real, though, like, I feel like I identify if I had to choose. <laughs> if I had to choose Dylan. Because Dylan is so depressed. Oh, yeah, and... Eric is a psychopath. Yeah. Like a diet, well. Yeah. Okay, wait, we need to not talk about this. Sorry, we are sorry, de- sorry. No, the internet hordes are definitely coming for us. Just P.S. We, we I just, I just said I whole... sympathize with Dylan. What, I, okay, really what I want is a bumper sticker that says only, only morons participate in social media. That's what I want. Would you actually put that on your car? Because you, I... girl, we got that Seattle sucks now and I didn't put it on my car. Oh, I'll put that on my, oh, I should put that in my car. I forgot I'm I have that. I'm scared of putting okay, it in well, my I've car. Okay, well, I've got sales sucks now. Read a fucking book. And I, I love I, read a fucking book, And dude. I want only morons participate in social media. Because I, I love it. I believe that. I I'm do, like, too. Who does this? Who, what dumbass is, like, actually like, putting stuff out there on social media? Girl, but, like, my husband is on social media maybe 16 hours and he's a day. Not, and he's not a moron. But, but that's what the thing is, like, I can't understand it. I'm like, 
you are this person that I know and love. But he's, Yet he's you're getting, on but he's, social media. But I think he's managed to kind of carve out, like, a corner for himself. Yeah, that's actually true. That's good. That's true. Which and he, like, great. actually, the community that he has is so nice. He's met, like, lifelong friends on there, which is, that's kind of, like, the magical part of it. I think he, although he does, he actually, like, okay, I'm sorry, this is, like, a total side note conversation. We can edit this out. But, like, he has had some really evil trolls Really? And one just happened recently with this whole thing. Um, he was, Paul got in a fight with this guy on social media oh, and he Jesus was, Christ. Paul started calling him a coward. And then Paul was posting about his friend, John, who he lost. And this troll came on and was calling him a coward and was like, I win. And like saying all this hella fucked up shit when Paul was posting about his like friend who passed away. So it, but he got reported and like taken off of Twitter because of it. Like a bunch of people reported it. So I mean, he does deal with it a little bit, but it's bad. It's, I don't know. I am such a, I don't know what I am. Private's not quite the right word, but insular person that yeah. I, it, it would take one, one incident of that. And I'd be like, I'm out. Yep. I'm out. Like I can't handle that. And that's what happened to way. me. That happened to me too. Oh my God, girl. Okay, which which platform? Because every platform, that's what's driven me Instagram. off. Uh, oh, no, Instagram. I think I just quit. Yeah, okay. Um, Twitter. Uh, okay. There was a... Okay, so uh, that time I almost got killed on the bus. Remember that? When yeah. That guy was screaming. Yeah. I, like, posted something to Casey Metro on Twitter about, like, hey, this happened. And my tweets, I thought my tweets were protected, but then this person who was a bus driver started harassing me and was like, what the fuck do you expect a bus driver to do? And like, was like saying all this crazy shit. And I was like, I took the, like, I, I took the comment down. Cause I was like, what the fuck? This person's like trolling me so hard. And then I was, he like kept, kept tweeting at me. And I was like, like, I took the tweet down. Can you like leave me alone, please? And then I blocked him. But like, I was like, this is just fucked up. Like you can't say anything on here. Next door, I girl, I like. Oh, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. no. Next, door, <laughs> I went off next door for the same door, reason for Facebook. It was like a whole thing. It's, next door, I will read. I, here's the thing, and this is genuine, with the, with the exception of Facebook from circa 2009. I've never posted anything on social media, with the exception of our like joint Twitter yeah, account, because yeah. that's just hilarious and funny. And yeah, even if we got trolls, I wouldn't care. Right, it's not like it's not anything. It's personal. not personal, but I don't. I can't imagine posting anything because that's, that's always what I imagine. Is immediately like the trolls are going to come out of the woodwork. That's what it is. like a shit show. Yep, that's what it is. Okay, so how does anyone deal with the internet? I don't know. Because it's really, what you're supposed to do. It's not, though. It's what people think you're supposed to do. I don't that. Yeah. Otherwise, why would they be on it? Or like they're addicted to it or whatever. It just like hits all the right pleasure areas of your brain. That's what I've heard. I, I've not experienced that myself, but... No. Sorry. Okay, you, anyway. You spent a lot of time talking about the internet. It's I know. It's really interesting. I know, especially when in a pre-internet... Well, not pre-internet, but, like, pre-social media. Well, when we're talking about something that's pre-social media. Well, and given that I'm I'm not on social media at all right now. Like, yeah. I have no experience with social media, and we haven't been talking about it at all recently, so it's weird that I know. it's coming up a lot. It is weird. Okay. So, back... What were we even talking about? so sidetracked I don't even know um oh the light detector test thing yeah and she wasn't also that's right she was having conversations with him oh that that were not on the record yeah yep um so he never does take a light detector test um 
And at some point, I feel like their relationship just kind of fizzles out. Because maybe she realizes um, I shouldn't be like having conversations with somebody who probably murdered their wife. I don't yeah, know, but I mean, I, I, think they're, like, I think their conversations, like, taper off at some point. I think maybe once he realizes that they're being recorded by the police, I think maybe he, like, stops contacting her. Because, I mean... I thought they still talked up until he, like, went to jail. I don't remember that, but maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, but, like, months go by with nobody and Scott still being seen as guilty, but, I mean, there's, there's no hard evidence to point point in that direction so and they're doing a lot of searches of san francisco bay like a, a lot. lot and they're doing all kinds of things i didn't even knew existed like doing um was it like heat graphing or something of the water or like sonar or something like they were looking for i mean basically objects in the water that were the size of bodies mm-hmm. and they thought they found something and it was an yeah, and then someone called to tell Scott, like his mom, right? Or, and left a message, and they were like... They, and they were recording him. Right. They, I don't know how that, they were. I know, that's crazy, because they were recording were they were, him... Were they in while, his car or something? I don't know, but they were listening to him listen to his messages. Yeah, yeah. And when they said that they thought that they... I guess her, his mom had called and said, like, they think they found a body... And then she called and left him a message and was like, oh, it was just an anchor. He goes like, Whew. Yeah. Like, so, like a sound of relief. Like, oh my god. Right. Which, if you're looking for, obviously looking for your missing wife, you're not, <laughs> that's not going to be your response. So, they're doing, yeah, they're doing a lot of, a lot of searching in San Francisco Bay. San Francisco Bay, I don't know, have you been to San Francisco? Yeah. Oh my god, so many times. It's like, it's intense. Like, it's yeah. an intense body of water. Right. It's not... It's not, like, calm or soothing. Like, it makes Puget sound like a fucking, like, lake. Like, it's... Right, it's very oceany. It's very oceany and very kind of, like, wild and it's very windy. And there's yeah. And waves. And it's, it's just not... I don't know. It's not a, a peaceful place at all. Um, and, yeah, so they're doing multiple searches. Um, in April? Yeah. They... Well, I guess we'll start with somebody is walking on the beach in Richmond, California, which I've been to. I've Ooh. been to Richmond, California, which is an interesting place. Um, and find, is it, what's found first, actually? So they think it's a baby doll. Okay, they, so they find the, uh, the, the baby first. Yeah. Connor so they find with an baby ER. Connor's body, which is not very decomposed. No. We're not... And not really? as decomposed as it should right. be for that amount of time. And then farther up the beach. Well, not yet, though. Isn't it the same day? Uh, I don't think it's the same day. I think it is. Really? Oh, yeah. I think it's like... Oh. Well, so, so this I mean, is gross, but, like, some, like, person's walking their dog, and their dog's off leash, <coughs> and, like, the dog keeps going to this, like, rock and is, like, looking like it's eating or something. Yeah. And they're, like... Hey, get away from there. And then they realize that it's a dead body. Yeah, that's bad. I remember that. And yeah. They talked about, anyway. But they figure out, but it's hard to tell it's a body because it's a female's body, or they don't even know, but it's a body with no head, no, no arms, no legs. Yeah. yeah. So just a torso with a bra. So I guess they could probably tell it was a woman. 
Um, and the dog had been eating it. Yeah. And then whoever was left to give the interview was like, yeah, like the owner of that dog like took off. Yeah. They were feeling like hella gross about it, which yeah. I understand. I get it. That's nasty. And that dog's going to lick your face at some point. <laughs> Yuck. So they've now found two bodies, a woman and a baby. And it's pretty, I mean, they're, 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 they're kind of... Like, sure, like, oh, who, who we know is. who this is. Yep. So they collect the bodies, take them, do DNA testing, and it's, yeah. It's them. It's them. And I think somewhere between them finding the bodies and then identifying who they are, Scott Peterson. <sighs> this is my favorite part. This is, like, the best part ever. Like, he sort of, well, he kind of disappears. He kind yeah. of, like, goes off the radar. There, there, there's some monitoring in, but, like, I think stuff happens without maybe them being aware of it. So he gets a different car. Uh-huh. He buys a different car. Um, dyes his hair blonde. Ooh, it, but it's like it's like not orange blonde. Yeah. It's like it's the, like, like he did not put enough toner in there. Yeah, and like so he's and this like he's like a Cadillac, isn't it? It's like some like weird like red like sort of <laughs> sports car. And no, it's a BMW. Is it a BMW? I don't remember. It's it's something like ridiculous. It like, is weird. Yeah. Weird. So he's in this car with his blonde hair and a goatee, Ugh. and he's driving down towards San Diego. Yeah. Which is where he grew up, I think, is in San Diego. and so, Right? Mm-hmm. He grew up in San Diego? And so the police are trailing him, and they're like, all right, like, he's going down to San Diego, and they're worried that he's going to try to get into Mexico. Which, obviously, that's what he's doing. Oh, obviously, that's what he's doing. Yeah. So they're, like, they're following him, they're keeping him under surveillance, and then, I can't remember, at some point they decide, like, we better get him now. Yeah. Like, we better pull him over and, and get him now. So they pull him over, like, at a golf course or something? Is that where it was? I feel like it was. Like, oh my like God. he had gone to, like, play, or I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. No, he's gone to play golf. So they pull him over and open up his car, and he's got an insane, <laughs> an insane amount of shit in his car. Would you like to tell us? <laughs> Would you like to tell us what was in there? There's so many things. Oh my god, there's so many things. Um, wait, what were some of the more innocuous things? Well, okay. Okay, so he had, like, a bunch of, like, camping material. Like, yeah. Like, so stuff that would prepare him to be out potentially in the wilderness for, like, a long period of time. He had $15,000 in cash. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, 10 pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, everything from, like, dress shoes to tennis shoes mm-hmm. and, like, boots. And he had, I think he had, like, nice clothing, too. Yeah. And he had, like, a suit. Like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the best part. <laughs> Tell us the best part, please. So the best two items that he brought along with him on his trip, <laughs> the most necessary items, were a cowboy hat <laughs> and Viagra. <laughs> I'm like I'm going to I'm going to Las Vegas at the end of the month because it will be. Did I tell you this? Oh my god! I didn't know it was at the end of the month. Oh yeah. So that's really the only two things we should be packing. Oh. Uh, cowboy hat for me and, and Viagra. So you can just have. No, the cowboy hat and Viagra have to go together. So he should be wearing both of them. Both. <laughs> well, but wearing nothing. But then take the Viagra and have the cowboy hat on. Just a twenty-four hour solid boner. Yeah. Cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, and no clothes. <laughs> And Scott was, like, really dumb at this point, and so, like, I just imagine his body, because he was very tan, uh, like, I just imagine his, like, tan body with a cowboy hat. (laughs) For some reason, the cowboy hat to me seems blue. I don't know why. I'm sure it's brown. Oh, I was thinking, like, light, like, almost, like, like, straw color. Yeah. Oh. 
With maybe like then it would be the, like the same color as his hair. <laughs> but if he had on a bolo tie also with turquoise, that would be amazing. And nothing else. And nothing else. Yeah. Boots. And a bolo tie. No, not even boots. Barefoot. Socks. Socks. Ew. Okay, anyway. And, and a little boner. And the reason I say little. Oh, no. There's documentary evidence for this. So in this book, they interview one of his ex-girlfriends who they were, the police were asking about his, like his, his sex life. And the woman was like, yeah, like, whatever. Like, like sexually, he seemed relatively normal, except he had a big issue with the size of his penis. Like, he wore his oh, penis was too no. little. And once again, we are come back to men. It's the penis. And their penises. Yeah. It's always, that's always what it's it is. It's always men and their penises. And it's, it's too small. Like. Yeah. And if they get that in their head, they're definitely going to murder somebody. I know. What Oh my god, dude. Scott, you probably do have a small penis, but yeah. don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Well, it, now it sucks, but like if you weren't a murderer. Yeah, who cares? Just, it's okay. Although it probably looked a lot bigger, so once he got caught, he like lost a lot of weight after he went to jail. Yeah, so it probably actually looked a lot bigger. Oh, yeah, a little bigger. <laughs> let's, not, let's not get ahead of ourselves here, but... Oh my god. So, so he's arrested. Yeah. <laughs> and then what? Just like the, just, the, just the cowboy hat. I just because oh. this is definitely a Pfizer guy, a hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. White Pfizer or white like baseball hat because this was the nineties. Oh yeah, white hat crew all the way. With the the brim like curled up. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh huh. Yeah. So but so a cowboy hat seems like. Yeah, he was like going wild. It's, going well, wild. he was going to Mexico. Did he think he was going to like fit in somehow with a? With yeah. His hat? I mean, I feel like probably a lot of people in Mexico wear cowboy hats. But like, like white guys down there. Mm, like all of the above, because you <laughs> are like living a fantasy of like what you think a border town should be like. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Wait, wait. Hold on, though. Hold on. Speaking now that we're talking about his penis, we also need to talk about the porn that was found on his computer. Oh my God! Like so much porn. And bestiality porn. Yeah. Which is... It was, like, everything, though. I mean, like, the entire gamut, except for maybe child porn. Yeah, they didn't mention that, so I'm assuming that wasn't there. But, yeah. Because like, there was, like, like bondage, too. Yeah. Yeah. Bestiality. Yeah. What else was there? There was, like, a bunch of other stuff, too. I don't remember, the, like, any details, but I do remember that, like a day or two after Lacey went missing, he ordered a bunch oh, of porn yeah. channels. And also pre-internet. It's, like, so pre-internet to oh be like, God. I'm gonna, like, buy pornography channels for my TV. Ew, can you imagine him sitting on the couch and jerking off on the couch? I can. Ew. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I'm so horrified by that. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah. It, so, but wait. Not only does he have a girlfriend, so, like, he actually could be having, like, just sex during this time or just masturbating in addition to all of those options and I need to pay for like pornography to yeah. be available just 24 hours a day yeah that's a lot I know that's a lot oh my god Scott Peterson you have got a problem mm, oh my god a few problems I think Ugh. so anyway so yeah he's arrested so he's arrested and and then I and then I lose interest in the case at that point Uh-oh. Okay, same, but, okay, the only juicy detail from after that point, I know, because I'm like, what then happens? Um, but the only juicy detail from that point is, okay, like, during the trial, 
This is like kind of horrifying. Okay. So, oh, oh, okay. So things had come out where one of Scott's college friends said weirdly that like one time Scott was like, if I ever killed someone, I'd uh, wrap a like, I'd wrap weights around their head and their hands and their feet and dump them in water. And like weirdly, there was no head or feet or hands. And so like that was a very convincing thing for them to go like, oh, decomposition probably like, you know, yeah, like it just everything separated because uh, pretty much everything, all of her internal organs had come out. Something that like really bothers me is like there were barnacles on her bones. You told me that, but I, I oh no, I did some skip. Definitely in there. But that like really bothered me. I was like, oh my god, there were barnacles on her bones. That's crazy. And then one of the things at the trial was Lacey's mom, and this like really weirdly bugged me also, even though I don't really believe in the afterlife at all. But Lacey's mom got up on the stand and was like, you cut off her arms. Or like, she didn't even have any arms. She can't even hold her baby. And I was like, oh no, that's so sad. Because like, imagine if that was your daughter that you were talking about. It'd be like, oh my God. And your grandkid. Yeah, right? So, sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. It just was like, it just, the, the amount of pain. Her, I mean, her mom, like, her speech at the trial was very impactful. Yeah, it yeah. was. I, I agree. Um, oh, shit. I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, oh, God, yeah. That's okay. Was it about not having arms to hold your baby? No, it, well, yeah. It was related to all of that. Oh, God. I hate that. Oh, no, it's just, like, too. Floats, it just floats away. It's okay. It's all right. But, yeah, it was... Oh, oh, I know what it was. Um, on their first date... <coughs> Scott had taken Lacey out on a boat. You remember she'd gotten really, really seasick oh, in the San yeah. Francisco Bay. Oh, yeah. That's fucked up. That is so fucked up. And I'm sure, I mean, obviously he wasn't thinking about that at the time. But, in the, and she said something <gasps> about that, like, you, you know, she was sick. She was always sick out on the water. Yeah. And now she's in the water forever. forever. And she's always sick. Oh, that's right. And I was like, Ugh. Oh, and the other thing, just to do with her body, is that the day before her the torso was found, there were people that were at a restaurant that was on, <gasps> that was on the waterfront. That's right. And they thought they saw something in the water. That looked like hair. That looked like hair. And it was like bobbing in the water. Uh, and I think they even reported it. They or did. something, but like they couldn't find anything. But I'm like, oh, Oh my dude. God. Oh, dude. I'm just finding a fucking head. Like, oh, oh, God. God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bodies decomposing in bad places, it stresses well, me the fuck water out. especially, like, ugh, it gets really bad. My Nana, one time when she was, like, young, was, they were going on a ferry ride to come to a field trip in Seattle, because she lived over in, like, Port Orchard or something, and they were on the ferry, and the ferry had to stop, and there's a bunch of elementary school kids on the ferry, just looking over the side, and they fished out. Um, a woman who had committed suicide, she had jumped off of, I don't know if she had jumped off the ferry or what. No, it couldn't have been. She had been in the water for a long time. And my Nana said that when they went to go reach, they like had like a, some kind of like boat hook or something to reach and grab her, like her, her like whole hair fell off. 
Ew. I know. And she, like, they all, all the kids why witnessed would, it. Why would they be doing that on a ferry? Oh, they do that. Do they? Yeah, so, like, if there's um, any kind of, I mean, like, if there's, like, a boat in distress or if there's anything like that, they will stop and send a Holy rescue boat shit. out. shit. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay, I, mm, I've thought about this way too much. Like, what fucked up place I could handle my body being left in. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, my goodness, it's the champagne. Um, I'm almost more okay with the water than, like, the forest. Because I feel like in the water, honestly, like, you're just going to get eaten by something. Well, same thing with the forest. No, but your bones are just going to sit there. Like, you'll get eaten, but your bones will just, like, chill. Or, I mean, in the water they will, too, but, like, they're never going to be found. Yeah. And I prefer that. Like, it's yeah. better. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I just, the, oh, the fucking forest creeps me out. I know, dude. It really stresses me out. Oh, my God. Like, that it's, suicide forest? Oh, God. I know. I could talk about the suicide forest for hours. Oh, my God. Let's hours. do it. We should. Okay. You, did you ever watch the video of... That Logan Paul guy? Yes. Yes. So he finds a body, right? Uh-huh. Is it, like, do they show it? Um, well, so I don't know if, like, the unedited video has come out, but, uh-huh. like... He's, he's like, doing a selfie, and, like, you can see it behind him. Is it, like, graphic? Or they blurred it out, the one that oh. I saw, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen photographs of bodies in the forest. Oh, yeah. Like, bad ones. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, what? Like, like, I don't know, people hanging from trees, but, like, you can, like... Ooh. Like, you know, like, it's clear that... You know, they're people. I mean, it's not, they're not at, at, so decomposed that you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. And then, like, skeletons and stuff, but they have, like, hair, like, clothes, and, like, yeah. yeah. I've seen some bad. I mean, I guess they're not bad. I guess it's, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if people want, I mean, if that's, like, they're, like, what they want to go do. Like, they right. want to go die in this forest that has a lot of interesting energy to it. It's, like, well, that's really sad, but it's also their choice. So. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe it's it's upsetting because we don't like suicide and we don't like decomposing bodies. Right. But. Yeah. And there's also a lot of people who take, take pills and like go in tents. That's the other like way people. Ooh. I don't know why you would ever do that. It's, it's just painful. Better? No, dude. That's so much better than ha- hanging. Yourself. Well, duh. Yeah. Hanging would be awful. Why do people think Pills would like be a, awful. I don't know if it would be. You get so sick. It hurts really bad. It depends on the pill, doesn't it? Depends what you take. Yeah, but like I think most of them if you're taking an overdose, like. You get sick. It's, yeah, you get, like, yeah. really sick. And your, like, stomach hurts really bad. What you do, not in Japan, probably, because I think this would be hard to do, but, like, here you just get fucking heroin. Gas. Heroin. Oh, or heroin. Or fentanyl. Yeah. They take, like, two, like a tiny bit of that shit and it kills you. So I know, it's great, true. and you feel awesome. I know. That, that's the way to do it. Oh, my God, we definitely have to edit this out, too. I know. I'm not condoning suicide in no. any way, because suicide's awful, clearly, but, you know... Hanging is bad. <laughs> so bad. The internet hordes are coming for us. Like, oh my god! Five different times. <laughs> I know. We like really need to edit all that out. How did we end up like talking about such fucked up shit? Like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like we avoided saying controversial stuff. I know, and then just like said a million other <laughs> way worse things. I know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, well, is there anything else that we want to like say about this in particular? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Scott, like. He was convicted and is on death row. Oh, yeah, except, he is on death row. Does California even execute people anymore? No, no one does. Well, no. I thought there was, like, a... I thought there was, like, a stay on executions in general because of all the problems with 
lethal injection. Oh, really? I thought so. I could be wrong. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What? Well, maybe. The California Health has executed people in a long time. No, and he's in San Quentin because that's where all the death row people are. And I looked him up. I looked his little inmate picture up. Oh, how's he look? He like still looks skinny. The skinny equal attractive for Scott. <laughs> He it's good. better. He's looking better than he, he looked when he was like, kind of I agree. pudgy. I agree. Yeah, him in his twenties was not him in his finest. No, there is no him in his finest because he's a piece of no, shit. No, he's a, such a he's piece such of shit. A piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. We're not, we're not saying. Not saying Scott Peterson is hot. Unlike we keep doing it. Oh my god, girl, we keep getting into these like. Fuck. Keep saying such fucked up things. Luckily, no one no one listens to this because we haven't posted anything in oh so long. Oh my god! Yeah, he's on death row. Still a piece of shit. Never confessed. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. His parents still believe that he didn't do anything. Yeah. Ew. Although his mom's dead now. His mom is dead now. Yeah. Do you know of, of what she had like lung emphysema? No, I don't think so. I think it was there was something that happened to her in her childhood. She had some like illness that caused her lungs to be really weak. So, like, throughout the whole trial and stuff, she was on oxygen. I know, I remember that. She had been an actress I know. before, and which is so in, weird. She's in something. Like, you go to IMDb, I know, it's like a popular never... thing, too. Like, something I knew. It's so weird. I know. So, yeah, this is, like, this shit's, like, old news. Yeah. But the, the husband killing the wife, perennial. It happens yeah. all the time. And it's, like, that is, like, such... We talk about this a lot, but, like... That's so spooky because it's the person that you really trust. You live in this house with them. Like, they could... You're so vulnerable, and then they take advantage of that vulnerability. Yeah. It's it's the most terrifying murder. Type, type of murder is domestic violence or spousal violence. I mean... So, like... We spend a lot of time talking about horror movies and what is scary to us individually, which I think is a very personal and unique thing. But The Shining, oh God, that's a cliche at this point, but it didn't used to be. But that is a movie that I find scary on a lot of different levels, but it really is about domestic violence. Right. Like fundamentally is what that movie is about. Right. And as when I saw that movie as a kid, which is when I first saw it, it was terrifying to me this idea that your father would decide to murder you. Yeah. And I didn't see it from the, the wife's perspective, obviously, because I was a kid, but it's terrifying from that perspective as well, but that the person who has the most physical power in your family could decide that he is going to murder everybody else. So that's super interesting because I remember in elementary school, I got, I went to the library and I, they had a book of the real Grimm's fairy tales. Oh God, yeah. And there was one about where like the parents... Or the dad kills the kid and then makes him into sausage and the mom eats him or something like that. Jesus. And like there was a little thing that like the that the like narrator said, Um, and I remember being so that was like the first time that I was like, holy shit, like your parents could kill you. Yeah. They like fucked me up. It is. It's horrifying. It is. Well, and in did you ever read the book The Shining? No. You read Stephen King? Mm, I did I, when I was younger. Yeah, I know. He's kind of he's kind of YA without being YA, yeah. fundamentally. Um, but I read The Shining when I was a kid. But they reference the Bluebeard story. Oh, yeah. Which is about a man who murders uh-huh. multiple wives. Yeah. And how the last wife is supposed to not look in the room that has like the bodies of the wives that he's murdered before. 
And I'd never heard that story when I read the book, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But it, it didn't even really, it's not even shocking. I don't really think as a kid to be like, oh, there's going to be men who murder their wives. Yeah, no. Like, that's not even a shocking concept. It's a good thing. It's just like a normal thing. Right. Like, oh, of course they will. Well, I think a lot of fairy tales have, Oh. you know, they have a, like a scary murderous husband. Well, Cause I mean like a thousand and one nights too, you know, I, I actually don't know the story of that. Well, I mean, it's, it's just like, like the general idea, right? Is that like, he, like she gets him to keep telling stories because all of his previous wives, like he would, I don't know, like have them for a night or something and then kill them. And so she would tell stories uh, and he would be so interested in the stories that he didn't, he wanted to hear the next one and wouldn't kill her. Really? That's the fucking plot? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And then the book just goes through all the different stories that she tells. Oh my God. Yeah. Shahrazad, baby. Uh, Yeah. Um... Yeah, pretty much all fairy tales are about women being fucked with mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. Yay, that just trans- So we want to trans- teach our kids. Yeah, so what we teach guys. Well, we have, to, we have to, like, indoctrinate them into the culture. Of course we do. Yeah. So the book that I'm reading now, which you have to read. <gasps> yes, tell is, me about it. Um, called No Visible Bruises, um, What We Don't Know About Domestic Violence Could Kill Us. And I'm only halfway through it. Um... And the first chunk is about sort of the victims and, and answering the questions of why don't victims leave. And, and, it's, it, and of course it totally makes sense when she says that these women, it's like they're dealing with a bear mm-hmm. in the room and they know that that bear can kill them. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to like back out the door as slowly as they possibly can yeah. without angering the bear. Mm-hmm. Because they know how, how dire the situation is. And so they a lot of them are trying to leave. It's just, it's not visible to the outside. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're very carefully, like, arranging their lives so they have a place to go when they back out. Right. And it's as safe as possible. Um, so that's the first, the first chapter, and it's horrible, and it all takes place in Montana. Or all the, the, the main story she's telling of a woman who's murdered by her husband is takes place in Billings, Montana. But then the second part of the book, which I'm only halfway through, is about the men, like the abusers themselves. And so she's going to prisons where men are part of programs to kind of get them to confront their violence and ask questions about why are they so violent towards women. And it's really about, I mean, just fundamentally the whole thing is about toxic masculinity and Mm -hmm. how these men are not given any other choices really in society besides rage and violence. That's Mm -hmm. it. And so women will go in and give kind of presentations to these men in prison and tell them about what it's like to be on the receiving end of this violence. And the men are like crying and like understanding for the first time, like, and like having empathy for what it feels like to experience this violence. Yeah. Um, But I also think there's something very different between that type of, domestic abuser and Scott Peterson. Right. You know what I mean? Like, somebody like Scott Peterson, like, somebody who very carefully and in a calculated fashion is like, I'm going to murder my pregnant wife because I don't feel like dealing with being a parent and I have another girlfriend that I'm kind of interested in. To me, that's not... No, he doesn't have any emotions. No, there's no, like, oh, I'm in a a state of rage and I'm so angry. Right. It's like, no, no, I just don't want to deal with, like, having a baby. Right. kind of over you Mm -hmm. and, like, let's just move, you know... 
And so to me, that's not even exactly domestic violence. That's just I'm a sociopath. Right. And I don't have emotions. And so I want to get out of a sort of situation that's putting me into a corner. Right. Whereas these men, and I'm not excusing their behavior. No. But it's, it's coming from a different place, which I think is a society which does not allow men to ever really be fully human. Right. And I think that causes them to act insane because they're never allowed to like really have their feelings. Yeah. So and then lies men have been sexually abused and they talk about that and how that like I mean that was just like like a bomb went off like in their brain and they couldn't they couldn't process it in any way so it was just sort of like just pain and they but they weren't allowed to like express feeling hurt or feeling sad or feeling anything other than anger. So it was like, well, all that pain we're going to channel it into just like I'm full of rage. Remember that article that we read in the New York Times about, or no, the Atlantic about boys? Yes. That's not the same as this book, is it? No. Okay, but there's a there is a book about that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it is. It's and it, I think it's important. It's an important conversation. Like, I don't know. I mean, all the like men's rights activists for so long have been like, you know, oh, we're like, totally you know, shit on for being a man, like, that kind of thing, you know? Like, women are evil because they, like, shit on us for being who we are. But, I mean, I think there is a more nuanced conversation that's happening now where people realize that, like, actually there has been an injustice done oh, for I boys. Oh, I think there has been, yeah. Um, I and I think boys are recognizing that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was this whole, um, there was a book that came out called Girls and Sex, Right. But the woman who wrote that is now, she put out another book called Boys and Sex. Wait, so is that the, that's the one that that thing comes from, right? That the article comes from? I don't know if it may be. I think it is because I heard her talking on the radio. Okay, then maybe it is. Okay. But she had interviewed all of these, like, high school and college age, like, teenagers and young men. Um, And they, and they were aware that the shit that was going on societally was fucking them up. Right. Like, this whole idea of, like, you should just be down to have sex with whoever at any time. And they were like, but I don't want to at all. Yeah. Because you're fucking human. Of course you don't. But there's so much pressure on me to, like, just sort of, like, be down and just, like, have sex whenever that if I don't do it, then I'm going to get, like, a lot of negative social attention because of it. Right. And, like, they were talking about how... The way that, um, you know, the kind of, like, codes, the code switching that they had to do, yeah. almost, like, where, you know, they're expected to, like, talk a certain way about girls, but they don't feel that way about girls, yeah. and how, but I mean, that, and that's so nuts that they're feeling like they have to, you know, imitate this, but, like, that's what we're, like, teaching them to be like, and then they're then perpetuating that, you know, like, that's Absolutely. nuts, even though they don't feel it. Absolutely. And, and I don't think most of them do feel it. No. I mean, they're fucking, I think the problem, my biggest problem with, you know, toxic masculinity, which has sort of become a, a cliche, is that men are equally, obviously, human as women are. But I think we, women tend to take the humanity away from men and mm-hmm. men take the humanity away from women, mm-hmm. but in different ways. Yeah. And so we, we make them lesser. Like how many times, like I have said shit to men that I would, like, mean stuff to men that I would never say to a woman. Because, like, oh, that would hurt a woman's feelings, but that wouldn't hurt a man's feelings. Yeah, well, and I just talk, like, mad shit about men. 
Me too. I just feel like they're so stupid. But, like, I would never do that about women. Like, no. I think about how I talk about the way, like, men look. Yeah. Oh, my God, me too. I do not. I don't do that about women. No. At all. Because it's not, to me, it's like, oh, that's not appropriate. No. Like, I, you know, you need to have, it's not okay to judge women for how they look. It's just, it's, that's right. not, it's not acceptable at right. all. But we do it with men all the time. Oh, my God, all the time. But it's because we, I, I mean, I do it because I think that men don't have the same depth of feeling that women do, which, of course, is not true. Right. Or I'm like, oh, well, you know, societally, like, or, you know, women have been judged, like, by their appearance mm-hmm. forever. And it's like, it's like a thing. Yeah. But I don't ever think of men as, like, men are never judged by their appearance. But, like, they have feelings, too. And they I mean, are judged by their appearance, but in a, in a, in, different, in a different way. way. Right. It's, it's not as... It's not about their physical beauty. It's different. It's, it's like different, a different... But their, like, height is a big thing. Right. Dick size, unfortunately, Oh, is my a God. Big thing. But I think it's a big thing to them. I'm not sure it's as big of a thing to... I don't think it's a big thing for women. No. It's it's a... I've never experienced this, but I've, I imagine it would be a big thing if the man had, like, a micro penis, which I don't think is very common. No, probably not. And and I feel very I, that must be really hard for men who have oh that. Oh my god! Right, because there's it, there's so much importance. Oh god, it'd be horrible. But it, I also imagine that if you really loved somebody, like whatever, right, whatever, like you you know, right, you could handle that. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So I don't know. No, I th- like it is really important. I think to look at all aspects of to just I mean to critically think about all of all sides of the issues, you know? And we do a disservice to young women and we do a disservice to young men. We do. Because you, I mean, you have to acknowledge the humanity of everybody. Right. Even, even sociopaths. Which is hard. To me, that's Mm, the hardest thing to do. They don't, they're they're not humans. But they are. That's the thing. But like, not really. They are. I know, I'm just kidding. That's just, that's what's awful is they, I wish they didn't exist, but they do. And they are very, unfortunately very human they just don't have a lot of the good qualities of humans which makes it hard yeah it makes it hard but there's they still are you know yeah it's true (laughs) sociopaths jesus we didn't even get to talk about chris watts and shenan I know, but we've already dug ourselves so many deep holes. Like, I know, I just like, feel like it would be I know. a million times worse it would be, if we talked about be, them. It, I know, it would be. We would say hella offensive shit. I know, which I don't want to do. I know. And especially because children died, and it, you never should say offensive shit about anybody who dies, but like, no. Yeah, it's it's for the best. It's for the best. But, yeah, men kill their wives all the time. Mm-hmm. So, men, get it together. Feel your feelings. Women quit getting married. Women don't marry dickheads who are really, really good looking and have shiny, bright white teeth. Like, that's always yeah. like they're going to kill you. And a fat neck. And a fat neck. Like, honestly, if you're doing something because you think it's going to look good, like, Stop. if you care about appearances, if you care about, like, looking like you make a lot of money, you just need to find a nice guy. Why? Like, okay, here's... I'm sorry. This is another tangent, but this will be my last tangent. When people are, like, really into appearances, I'm like, okay... <laughs> Who do you think you're fooling exactly? Like, are, do people? Oh buy no, that I shit? think they. Th- yeah. Okay. Yes, I think the. Re- I think that people are fooled, oh and God. I think they really do see what those people want them to see, and then I think also <coughs> they truly believe that perception is reality. I mean, like, I 
think that they are working so hard to control, to curate, like, their image, and that they have some kind of control over how they're going to so be perceived. So they don't see it as just, like, a complete lie that they're living every second of every day. No. Oh, my God, no. Do you know people who do this? Yes. Oh, okay. Absolutely. I might, too. I don't know, because because I'm not on social media. I don't see. Although... No, I. but I mean, people do this in just, like, their daily lives or daily interactions but, with okay, people. Okay, but how do you know it's bullshit? There's people I suspect it's bullshit, like, whatever image they're presenting to me, but I, I, don't, I can't know that. It's people that I know intimately. Ah, uh, okay. And it's, like, the image... The image that is put out into the world is not what is accurately going on. Don't you find that a sign of weakness? Absolutely. Okay, me too. I think it's I think it's a like a complete mark of insecurity, but I think that's also really sad. It is, but it is. I mean, there's no but to that. What I want to tell everybody is it, it is a mark of strength, I think, to be honest about who you are Mm -hmm. and what you're going through. And I don't think, I think the judgment you think is kind of going to come down on you is not going to come. No, I agree. And I think honestly that again, coming back to social media, geez, that it's become completely magnified because, okay, Uh you know how I got that beat out of me was my mom went, she, she said to me one time, you're not the queen of England, Morgan. And then I was like, holy shit. Why like, did she say that, though? Because cause it's pretty much like no one gives a shit about you. And I was like, oh, my God, it's true. And oh, that, yeah. after that, that gave me, like, so much freedom. And, I mean, like, honestly, that was, like, so helpful to me. I was like, oh, my God, no one's thinking about me and my shit. But I think the way that our culture is now is social media. You're putting your shit out there for all these people to see and you want to get all these likes and it gives this false sense that, like, people care about yeah. you. And so I think that makes the urge even more intense. The urge to mask who you really are or to present an image. Yeah, to present a certain thing. Especially if you're a very insecure person. <laughs> I know it does. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I, I, like, I know this intellectually, but it, I just, it would feel so disgusting, I feel like, to live a lie mm-hmm. all the time I mean all the time that w- whatever energy it takes to put that out there it would just I don't know fake it till you make it oh my god I don't believe that I've never believed that I also don't believe that no I think you'd be honest about where you are right and just hopefully oh, oh, it's fucking better yeah. I don't know because I think you're always in a place of power if you're honest about everything because no one can come at you and be like well this is what is happening. It's like, yeah, dude, I know. Like, right. You're not, Hello. Telling, you're not telling me anything I don't know here. Like, Plus, I think um, if you're faking it, you're never actually going to make it. You're just going to become sad and depressed. I know. It's not a matter of just like, well, I'm going to do this until I can accept it. That's not how it works. No. No. So. And I just, I mean, this is, I think, the part of the human condition is never being completely happy with who you are. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that's okay. That's a struggle. But I think where we are currently in our society is we are not moving in the right direction to get people to accept who they are and actually, like, create real relationships with other human beings. Oh, no, <laughs> like, it's like the oh, opposite. God. Yeah. Like, the opposite. Right. Like, like we said, talking about circa 2002, like, things have gotten exponentially worse yeah. since then in both of those respects. Uh-huh. Like, 
I was watching. Did you ever watch Girls? That HBO show. Um, I did, and then I, and then, um, What's-Her-Face had sex with Patrick Wilson, and I was like, You're like, I'm out. This is absolutely unrealistic. (laughs) I will never watch this shit again. Nope. I, I have a very complicated relationship with that show. Um, I do think Lena Dunham is a good writer, but. I, I'm gonna talk some trash. You can talk some trash. I fucking find Lena Dunham so incredibly annoying, and I did, I didn't used to. Oh, no, she's super annoying. And I feel like doing that puts me with all the, like, women haters because, like, I think that's no, a lot of the people that don't like her. You're allowed to not like a woman. Like, there's no reason. No, I know, but, like, men in particular hate her. Um, like because, Right. But um, I dislike her so intensely that um, when the, she would write articles in The Believer, I would have to skip those articles. And I was really sad because there was one where she interviewed Judy Bloom, And I oh, really I, I wanted to read it. I and I couldn't because I dislike Lena Dunham so much. Anyway. Okay. No, you're allowed. Okay. You are so allowed to like her. Okay. But like, I I am like a generation I think to some extent removed from that. Like the girls on that show, mm-hmm. the young women. Um, so like their experience does not exactly speak to me at all. Or, that doesn't make any sense of sense. It does not exactly speak to me. There's parts of it that do, but a lot of it doesn't. But the sort of hipster way of living their life which I do remember like in the aughts Mm -hmm. and kind of early teens there was just a lot of hipster culture Mm -hmm. when I was in my early 20s that didn't exist or I wasn't aware of it if there was any such thing Mm -hmm. like that whole like look at me like I'm fashionable and I'm an artist and I talk about important things and I went to Oberlin (laughs) I don't remember any of that. Like, I don't remember that, like, that not being a cultural conversation. Like, nobody, yeah. nobody, it, I mean, maybe New York, but, like, in Seattle, like, people were not self-conscious about themselves in that way. There right. wasn't that sense of, like, fashion or curation of taste or any of that stuff. And mm-hmm. I do think all of that is, is a direct result of the internet. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. idea of kind of... You, you have to put out a product mm-hmm. for the masses. And that's bizarre. Right. And they talk about social media, people who curate their social media. And that that verb in particular really bothers me, I think. Because it's it's um, unreal in that sense to its core. You're, yeah. It's not, there's nothing real about it. It's all completely, it's all chosen strategically to portray something that can't be reality no if it's chosen for an external audience it's not reality right do you think the backlash has started i think it's gaining momentum do you it feels different than it did like three years ago three years ago was a bad time (laughs) three years ago was a bad time but i'm feeling more resistance to it now i agree more resistance to the internet i think more and more people are coming out i think um the conversation about, in particular, um, privacy is becoming extremely more mainstream, uh, and the kinds of, like, crazy shit that happens with the data that's being collected from all the shit that we do all the time. Well, I agree, but then there's also the sort of, like, the privacy freakouts, but it's like, then get the fuck off Facebook. Right. Like, and I know that there's other ways that we are being surveilled, but... Oh, but I mean, it's 
It's a so A lot deep. of it, but a lot of it is voluntary. Like, we're voluntarily giving out our information. And okay, I'm like, stop. wait, but it's voluntary. It's voluntary in that we're using, um, we're using programs and we're using services but we don't know the full extent of what they're doing. Correct. So that is, I think that actually the responsibility then falls on the people who produce those services, who offer those services and who produce those products because they're doing this shit and being hella tricky. I mean, ethically, yes, I totally agree with you. But I mean, if you know, like if you know that fucking Facebook is taking all of your shit. Oh, but not even Facebook. It's like, just basic well, I mean, Google things is, that we Google use. Is doing yeah. The same thing. But when it, and you're right, and there's not a whole, well, there is, but nothing easy you can do about that. But for social media, you should hear them out, like fucking like complaining that people do. No, exactly. Like Facebook is a fucking like God given right in the Constitution. It's like, get off Facebook. Then. No, like that's, that's stupid, and people need to make those, obviously, they need to make I those know. changes. Yeah. But I think that there's a deeper level here. Oh, that is, is so yeah. spooky. And, you know, like, I don't want to be one of those, like, tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists, but, like, you know, we don't know the effects that things like 5G have on us, you know? And they talk about, like, everyone freaks out about the EMFs, you know, like all the... Like our, on our bodies. Yeah, and all the, like, conspiracy theorists, like, freak out about the EMF. But, like, UW's doing a study and they're like, oh, yeah, actually... This isn't good. Yeah, it doesn't... This doesn't seem good. And we're still looking at the effects, you know, but, but there's an issue here. And I, you know, it just, it's like, I don't know, like the, the little babies are like, you know, not understanding the, it's like Marie Curie, not understanding the, the effects. Right. You know, it's like, are we in this era right now where like, we don't really know how it's going to affect us? Well, this is really interesting. (coughs) We should have been talking for two hours. We should have probably ended, but, um, I heard about, like, one more person at work who was, like, having fertility issues. And there's so many people at work yeah. who have fertility issues. And at Paul, like, a lady at Paul's work, I probably shouldn't say this, well, I'm going to edit this out, but, like, she quit because there's, a, like, this giant radio tower there. And she was having fertility issues. And she's like, I'm, I think that it's related to this. Yeah. And, like, we don't know... But it's, it is interesting that there are all of these, like, in clusters like that, and it's, like, it well, but it's a coincidence. Like, but, but it's this generation in general, I think. I think well, a lot of people are having... But we're also waiting a really long time to have babies. True. I mean, that's, that's part it's of true. it. It's true. You know, I mean, just even waiting until your 30s is yeah. harder than doing it in your 20s. Right. Um, but, so it's like, yeah, that's part of it, but I'm like... I don't know if that's all of it. And no. I don't know if we know what all of it is, but there's a lot of, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's weird shit going on that I'm sure we're not going to understand in our lifetime. Right. But in like 200 years, they'll be like, oh my God. Oh my God, they were so backwards. The early 21st century, what a nightmare. Right. Because we always look at the past. Right. In that way, which is kind of awesome and kind of terrifying. Yeah. In the same way. That's the only reason I wish I could live forever is to know all that stuff. Yeah. That's going to come out because it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So interesting. It is, but I don't know. What the fuck, this world? What the fuck, man? I know. I got so serious with Scott Peterson. My God. Who knew? I know. How does Scott Peterson turn into a like straight up diatribe on the evils of the internet? I don't know. It's interesting though. We should we should dive into that connection. Yeah. Because like, clearly there there's, there's something. There's something. Yeah. There's something there. 
Um, but men, feel your feelings. Don't murder your wife. And get off social media. Yay! Yay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.